Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. I'm joined in the studio now by the member for Northern Victoria, Wendy Lovell. Now, can we call you the member for Victoria? Because I think it's not until tomorrow that things get declared. Is that right? After the state election, Wendy? Yes, it was supposed to be today, but mm, for some reason so. they've delayed it to tomorrow. I think you're pretty safe to call me the member for Northern Victoria because the um, coalition actually have two full quotas above the line. Um, so there's no way that, you know, I, I, well, I don't presume there's any way I can be not re-elected because I'm number one on the coalition ticket. So with the above the line votes, they come to me first and then are distributed to our number second, Gail Broad, who's um, from the National Party and she's from over Bendigo Way. So um, it looks like Gail and I are both definitely elected and we wait to see the rest of it. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, it was a disappointing result for the Liberal Party uh, statewide in um, the lower house. How did you how did you you know feel about the results in the upper house and perhaps we need to remind people about the differences too <laughs> between the two as well because most people don't really care about the difference between the two until they have to fill out that big ballot paper do they this is true this is something that I noticed in COVID I think that we need to ta- teach much more about our political system in um, in schools because people don't even realise that it's not a hierarchy system. The federal government don't have control over the states. The states don't have control over local government. People tend to think that, you know, the Prime Minister can tell the Premier what to do and the Premier can tell the local government what to do. But in actual fact, the states have the most power because they were the ones that set up the Commonwealth and they kept all the good powers for themselves. But the difference between the two houses, it's the same as federally, House of Reps and Senate, or in Victoria we call it Legislative Assembly, Legislative Council. The lower house is, of course, the people's house. That's why it's always green, because originally people met on the village green. And um, that's the house where government is formed. So the party that wins the most seats there will form government. The upper house is a house of review, where... um, we uh, and it used to be called the House of Lords in in England. That's why it's red. But of course, we we've never really had that system. There was a little bit of it originally in the eighteen hundreds, but now it's just um, average people like myself who are elected um, to represent regions in the upper house. The House of Review can take bills apart um, in a committee stage and look at it clause by clause, and perhaps have changes made. The government don't have the numbers. We're looking at the moment at the government having fifteen. Um, in the upper house out of 40 and perhaps the Liberal Party have 14 or 15 or the coalition, sorry, 14 or 15 and then um, the rest will be made up of um, it looks like Ricky Lee locally here from the uh, One Nation uh, Party will get up. There's looks like three of the legalised cannabis um, party may get up a couple of Greens and um, and an animal justice person who um, will represent this region. <coughs> Sorry. So if you're talking about um, Liberal and Labor mm. being fairly um, equal, equally represented, then that means that, that um, um, some of the perhaps um, more radical uh, minor parties um, have the power, don't they? What, what does that mean? Well, it's looking very much like radical um, left-wing parties will have the balance of power in the upper house because... Um, two or three Greens, three from the cannabis part, legalised cam- cannabis party, 
and of course the Animal Justice Party who is likely to get elected to represent Northern Victoria. This is a, a really extreme left-wing party. Uh, they stand on animal justice and people vote for them thinking, you know, they, they're standing for the um, kittens and the puppies and and things like that but they're not actually that's not actually what they want to do they want to close down the dairy industry uh, because we take milk off uh, off calves they want to stop the using of sheep they've obviously never seen a sheep die of fly strike they want to stop all recreational shooting which is a major pastime for many people in northern victoria the Animal Justice Party here only got 1.5% of the vote, 0.09 of a quota. But through the manipulation of the voting system under the Drury, Glenn Drury wheel, where he um, charges people to then um, put together a preference deal that will favour them, uh, this person looks like they'll get up ahead of people who got much, many more votes than them. Yeah, we can't probably explain. It's very mm. complex the way all it those is very uh, preferences complex. work and we can't really mm. explain it this morning. But there has been some talk about maybe reforming the way the upper house is, is, is set up to you know, alleviate some of those concerns. What do you think about that? Oh, there was a video that appeared of Glenn Jury explaining this um, to people he was trying to get to pay him to do the manipulation of the preferences for them. And uh, the Herald Sun actually published that that video where he explained how he does this. And um, I think that that was a real eye-opener. We actually did approach the Labor Party when we were in government to do some reform of the voting system to stop the harvesting of votes by very, very people who've got very minute numbers, um, but the Labor Party were not interested in talking about it at that stage. It'll be interesting to see whether now, as a government, they're interested in talking about reform of the upper house so that people do get the people they represent. Um, an example of, you know, what somebody who didn't get elected um, but had almost a full quota was in the last election, uh, we, as a coalition, we got one97 of a quota. We had a little bit of a problem with a, a candidate in one seat that was sacked in the last week, so there were no cards handed out. Had cards been handed out in that seat of Yan Yin, uh, we would have got over two quotas. But clearly the electorate at giving the coalition 1.97, and this time much greater than two full quotas, um, intended to have two coalition members in the parliament, but Luke O'Sullivan, the national person, lost his seat because we sat on that 1.97 forever and never went anywhere, whilst others that had far less votes harvested these votes through this manipulation system and got elected on, you know, 0.02 of a, a quota or something like that. Yeah, it's sort of a bit mind-boggling the way it all works. And, I mean, you would think that that, wouldn't, that just wouldn't be able to occur but, it shouldn't uh, be able to occur, I don't think. You know, it is democracy. We do want to have preferential systems, but not ones that can be manipulated like that. Anyway, all being well, you're officially elected tomorrow. What are the priorities for you? I mean, in opposition again, mm. is that a bit tiring? Well, um, it doesn't mean you can't get anything done from opposition, and certainly we've been very successful at getting a lot of things done here locally. And, you know, that's been a combination of work from the lower house and from the upper house. And um, 
and also work that I did long before Susanna Sheed was elected here locally into the lower house. So there's no there's no reason why we can't get things done. It just means that it's a, a probably a little bit more work, but I'm up for that. It's you know not just a matter of ringing up your colleague who's the minister and saying, hey, I need this in my local electorate. You really have to campaign for it and you have to work hard, lobby the ministers, raise things in parliament, and um, and I'm up for that. We know we need the completion of our hospital here. That's uh, that's vital, particularly around expanding our cancer services and also the clinical training school because one of the main problems is even though we have this new stage of the hospital, we can't attract medical professionals and we need to be able to train medical professionals locally here to staff the hospital so that it's not um, it's not a major problem for us and it is a major problem at the moment. We also need to um, lobby the government to expand our um, basketball stadium. That's the last you know, section of the sports city. And we saw the basketball stadium not being able to be used as a relief centre during the flood crisis because the the leak, the roof leak, was leaking yeah. and the, the building is just not up to standard. So we need the state government and the federal government to invest in that. We need investment in our bypass. That's absolutely vital. And we saw that during the floods when our town was divided. If we'd had a second river crossing that was above the flood levels, it wouldn't have meant that people in Maroopna were cut off from the hospital like they were. And so, you know, that, that has really brought to um, brought to the forefront the need for that second river crossing that the Andrews Labor government have not been interested in um, over the past eight years that they've been in Parliament. There's also, um, of course, um, work still to be done locally on a number of other projects. Roads are of vital importance investment in our roads. And I don't know if people have been following my um, Facebook and Instagram. I've been doing a series of posts where if I come across a particularly bad section, I mean, I could stop every five minutes every day, but if I come across a particularly bad section, I stop and video it and put them up with a, as a clip with Highway to Hell playing as the theme. And um, if you go into my Instagram, there's actually a link that you can look at a few of those videos and you'll see just how bad some of our local roads are. So we need major investment in our local roads, but we also need to continue to monitor what's happening with secondary schooling here locally. Um, the super school is a fantastic facility. And do we have to keep calling it that? <laughs> well, that's Great, what Greater, they called it. They nicknamed it. Greater so, Shepparton Secondary College. Yeah, so Greater Shepparton. You know, the facilities are absolutely fantastic, but there's still many parents who say that that's not suiting them. And we need to work with those parents to see what will suit them. Obviously, this government is not interested in building a second um, secondary school. We have the Anglican School coming online in a couple of years that might help for families who can afford to purchase choice but for families who don't have choice in public secondary education uh, we need to work with those families to see how their needs can be better met. Of course these there are all these promises made by you know everyone in the election campaign and it's it's almost impossible to deliver on some of these now that you're not in you know that you're in opposition I mean how do you how do you follow through on those? Well, we keep highlighting to the government the need. So all of these were promises that we made in the election commitment, uh, the election campaign, and clearly this community voted to endorse those policies. That was what they wanted. They voted the current member who was seen to be close to the 
current government out and they voted in a coalition member in um, Kim O'Keefe uh, because they, these were the policies that they wanted for this local region. The people have spoken. The people have said, these are our priorities. Well, we the want elect- it. They say the electorate's never wrong. I don't know about that sometimes, <laughs> but apparently Well, <laughs> I, you know, they always say, actually, the people get the government they deserve. <laughs> I guess so. And uh, because they chose it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people who said, particularly during COVID, people were saying to us all the time, why aren't you doing more to stop Daniel Andrews doing what he's doing to our state? Well, the people had given him so many seats in Parliament, they'd also given him an upper house where he had almost a majority of seats and only needed a a few of the radical left from the crossbench. And he was just pushing through anything he wanted. Reality is, that the people of Victoria, maybe not here locally in in um, the seat of Shepparton, but the people of Victoria have given him even more power this time because they've given him more seats in the lower house. They've given him um, a number of seats, you know, uh, uh, three quarters of the seats that he needs um, in the upper house. Plus, they've given him a, a fairly um, extensive radical left. Uh, crossbench that will pass what he wants. So they've given him more power and um, it's not good for democracy when we have unbalanced parliaments. We're going to run out of time, Wendy, but before I let you go, you just did mention um, the National Party in passing there. There's been a fair bit of controversy locally. There's a story in the paper today about this Indigenous voice to federal parliament. Um, I don't think the Liberals have articulated a position on that, but in today's story, the Liberal candidate for the seat of Nichols, the federal seat, Steve Brooks, has certainly criticised Sam Birrell's stand on this. Sam obviously elected not to support that in its current form. What's your view? I think the National Party are premature on having a position on this. We haven't seen the detail of this yet. And often when there's a controversial bill in Parliament, whether that be, you know, um, euthanasia or abortion or something like that, people are wanting to know your position before you see the bill. I always think it's irresponsible to have a position before you've seen the detail of the bill. I understand about this is not a bill. This is not a bill. This is a referendum. It's up to the Australian people to make the decision on this, not political parties. So but as a broad, co- as a broad mm. concept, would you like our Indigenous people to have that pathway in, in the federal parliament? Well, this is a discussion for the broader Australian community, as I said. It's what not do a you pol- think? A pol- it's not a political um, party position, and that's what I'd criticise the National Party for. I am waiting to see, like you, Terry, and like every Australian, the detail of what is being proposed so that we can make fully informed decisions on the way that we will vote in a referendum. And I'm not about to try and influence anyone how they should vote. So I think that um, our voting system is private. We should all keep our voting um, intentions to ourselves in a referendum as members of parliament so that we don't put undue influence on the electorate and that we really get the opinion of the Australian people. But do you think our Indigenous people need a greater voice? I support our local Indigenous um, people 100%. I work with them closely. I will always support them to, um, to improve outcomes 
for Indigenous Australians. But I'm not about to um, say a position on how I will vote, whether I will vote in favour or against the referendum, until I've seen the detail. Uh, well, I'm not even about to say what I'm going to vote when I see the detail. I'll make up my mind how I'll vote when I see the detail. But I don't think it's my um, position to influence you or other people how you should vote in a referendum. That's your individual vote and you should make up your own mind. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time today, uh, Member for Northern Victoria, to be officially sworn back in. I guess, do you get sworn back in or does it just continue? We will. <laughs> um, Parliament actually sits on uh, next Tuesday for the first time. So the new members of Parliament will go down and have an induction session on Monday. So Kim will be part of that induction session where they learn about parliamentary procedure and um, all sorts of other things that they'll need to know. And then on Tuesday, we'll have the opening of Parliament, which is very ceremonial day. Um, it's a very interesting day. So we'll be sworn in in the morning. And then in the afternoon, the governor will come and make the speech for the opening of Parliament. Then uh, the, the, the government have elected to break and have a garden party for a couple of hours. And then we'll come back at four o'clock to commence the sitting of the first session, which will just be some formal business and maybe a couple of inaugural speeches. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time today, Wendy Lovell. We'll catch up with you again soon. You're on 1FM Live and Local at six minutes to eight o'clock. Do you need it knocked over or Thanks. smashed up? Keith McRae Demolitions are your demolition and environmental cleanup specialists. Equipped with EPA trucks and a mobile concrete crusher. They're also licensed asbestos removalists. Call into their yard where they stock a huge range of secondhand timber, steel, aluminium windows, all at super secondhand prices. Call Crowbar Demolitions today on 58299 of 1FM. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. Just a quick message, retractor parts for many brands of tractors. Most of you good listeners know the brands of parts we carry. Over the busy times ahead, if you need new or used tractor parts, call Aussie Ag. Our stocks are large, plus glass doors, etc. Our wrecking stock of tractors is growing along with used tractors and machinery. Call Daryl on 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. We're Victorian bushfire survivors. We know fire. With flames reaching 1,100 degrees, the wave of radiant heat can kill from 200 metres away. If you knew fire, you'd prepare your home. You'd know when to leave, where to go and how to get there. We know how important it is to plan and prepare. How well do you know fire? Plan. Act. Survive. Go to vic.gov.au slash nofire. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.